This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, Assistant Lifestyle Editor. And me, Olivia Petter, Lifestyle Writer. Olivia is back. I'm back. We've both been away for Millennial Love. I was just away for the week and it was killer. Olivia's been away forever. But we are back and we're ready to discuss more burning issues facing um, singletons today. And we hope you all had lovely Valentine's Days. This week we are thrilled to be joined by the brilliant journalist and author Radhika Sangani. Welcome. Hi. Radhika has written two brilliant novels about being a young woman, including one, Virgin, which tells the story of a 21-year-old woman on a quest to lose her V-plates, which is why we thought Radhika would be the perfect guest to join us on this episode of Millennial Love, which is devoted to virginity and the losing thereof. But first... What have you been up to of late, Livy, in your many weeks away? In my many weeks away, it has been many weeks. I went to California for two weeks, which was amazing, very relaxing, very zen. Found my inner truth, you know, my right, sure. inner yoga bunny. And then went to New York for Fashion Week, which was completely nuts. <laughs> um, did not really sleep or eat for a week. I mean, I ate, but, you know, like cookies and crisps and rubbish, not really. But you're still a vegan. Yes. It's very oh. easy to eat vegan junk food in New York. <laughs> it's literally every single place you go into, there's hundreds of vegan protein bars and snacks and all sorts of things. So that wasn't hard. Um, and then I got back and I was actually oh, <laughs> on, the, on the flight home. It was Valentine's Day. And here I was thinking that they were going to sit me next to some strapping young lad with an eyebrow piercing, because I really like eyebrow piercings. That's weird. Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> glazing over that. Anyway, I sat next to this woman, quite sturdy woman, who was <laughs> literally drinking herself into the ground. She must have had about seven G&Ts <laughs> on, the, on the five hour flight, or whatever it was. And for some reason, <laughs> I kept thinking of Rachel. Wow, I mean, I don't know why. I just thought this is to be honest with you. I think she sounds awesome, and if that's my future, I'm going to be happy with that. Yeah, it sounds about right. To be honest with you, Valentine's Day, yeah, whatever. Just let's yeah. drink, drink G&Gs. yourself under the table. Yeah. Um, and then I got back, and I was meant to go on a date. Um, and I was working late. I think it was, it was, yeah, it was last night. I was working late, and I said to the guy, "Oh, I'm not going to be able to meet till like eight thirty. You know, thinking that's quite a normal date time. Mm. And he was like, "Oh, that's too late for me. I'm not going to be able to do that." Yeah, it's really weird. Sorry, what? <laughs> Grandpa? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Come on, why is that too late for a date? I've actually recently... Actually, well, yeah. So I've, I had a, an, interesting, an interesting week where I went on three first dates in a week. That's impressive. I'd literally never done this before, and I don't really know how it happened. Uh, <laughs> I must have made a milkshake. All my boys were coming to the yard. I would like to uh, preface this with Rachel uh, said this to uh, me in a text while I was away. And I said, I think that's the funniest thing you've ever said. And she was like, I have to say on the podcast. I have to say on the podcast. Well, I don't think it's actually that funny. I, you just said it was funny. I think it is quite funny. But well, maybe, okay. Okay, the listeners can decide. The listeners can be the judge of that. 
Well, anyway, my point was, I didn't really know what was going on or what how I ended up going on three dates. Um, but it was quite lol. There were more, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. I'm not going to go into the detail of all of them because we'll be here all day. But one of them was an 8.30 date and it was a weekday. And this actually, that guy I've gone out with a second time and the second date was also 8.30. And I'm like, you know, I start work at 8am. It's quite early. But I was still like... All right, fine. 8.30 it is. Thing is, if you're meeting for dinner, I can understand why maybe, I don't know, 7.30 or 8 o'clock during weeknight is preferable. But when you're meeting for drinks, why would you want to meet much earlier than 8.30? Because you don't want to eat... Say you're meeting for drinks at 7. That means you have to eat dinner at what, like... Six when you're probably still at work. I don't no. know. It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? That's gonna be one of those awkward things where you don't eat and then you get and then drunk. you get white girl wasted. Yeah, we've all been there. All been yeah, there. Yeah, it's never good. Radhika, what have you been up to? Um, I've had a bit of a mad week. So I launched this hashtag the other day called Side Profile Selfie. I love it. It's basically to like basically I've always hated my nose and I wanted to love my nose and in recent months I've been getting there and it's felt so good that I thought I'd inspire everyone else to do it and it's worked like it's gone absolutely mad it's It's such an awesome campaign I I think you're you're so right how you said that you know in recent months there's been so much about yeah love your stretch marks love your dimples love whatever these things may be that you know previously we've kind of been drummed into us that they're flaws but no one's really done much about noses. Exactly. I feel like they're basically the last taboo because, you know, you see everything with everything you've been saying, you know, body shapes, you know, if you've had acne, things like that. They've all had their movements, but no one ever talks about noses. And for people like me, where you feel like it's your one big flaw, um, it's so nice to finally have something. And I think the fact that so many people, I've had like hundreds, hundreds of people sending me selfies um, of their noses, which is basically the whole point of the campaign. Um, it's just been so great because it just shows how many people hate their noses. Yeah, it's such a shame, isn't it? Yeah, but I feel like things are changing. And I've had some really beautiful messages um, from people saying things like, I used to hate my nose and, you know, I've hated my nose for 30 years and now I've seen this campaign and I'm starting to change my mind. That's incredible. I I mean, I've literally been crying as I've been reading these messages because they're so cute. (laughs) That's amazing. Well done, you. There's actually a lot of fashion models with quite prominent noses as well. And they are really, they are stunning to look at. And they're probably similar. They probably would have hated their noses for years. And then they get these jobs where their nose is suddenly their most like defining feature. Mm. And that's the thing that makes Mm. them stand out. And that's sometimes why they get booked jobs because they have this beautiful bone structure that's so unique. Yeah. That's amazing. But I just feel like when I'm looking at ad campaigns or, yeah. you know, major things, you just don't see models. Yeah, with no, I'm noses. mainly talking about runway models. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I know it's like sort of a high fashion. Mm. There you do see it, but in just mainstream in opening, a, opening yeah. a magazine, no big noses. Yeah. You're so right. But I mean, it's encouraging to see things changing, if slowly. Hopefully we're getting there. Anyway, guys, let's kick off with bio of the week. This is a favorite bio that we've seen on a dating app in the past week, or actually in this case, a couple of weeks. So this is a bio of Matt26, and his bio simply read, a gentleman in the streets, but a freak at the buffet, which really <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> I love that. Everyone loves a buffet. Relatable. <laughs> so love relatable. A buffet. <laughs> if you take someone to a buffet and they get like one course of food, I'm judging them. The best thing is a hotel breakfast buffet where you can get like oh my God, a I sweet starter and then a savory main course and then a sweet dessert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Big time. So, yeah, I, I really respect Matt. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Game. 
Um, on to the topic of virginity. Over the past few days, we asked you guys to get in touch with the stories of how you lost your virginities. And because we knew there was no such thing as a perfect experience. So we hoped that by sharing some of your anecdotes, we could kind of get that across. So thank you for everyone who sent them in. And over the course of the episode, we're going to be reading out a few of the anecdotes. Uh, obviously, the names have been changed. So first up, this is 25-year-old Sarah's story. I lost my virginity when I was 20. I had been with the guy for about six months and thought I felt ready. We had spoken about it and I was lucky that he was happy to wait. And I felt absolutely no pressure, so it was entirely my decision. It wasn't the romantic special way I imagined. But whose is? It was the double sofa bed in my parents' house while they were both away for the week. And it was honestly rubbish. Obviously, I didn't tell him that, but I felt quite deflated afterwards and honestly didn't feel like I had been missing out on much. I'm now happily married and have been for nearly three years to a different guy, and the sex nowadays is amazing. I think it's really shown me that the right person can make it good for both of you, and that they will also take time to make sure you're enjoying it. Well, I think that's quite sweet. I think it's relatable as it's well. It's very relatable. Yeah, definitely. Six months as well to wait, I think, is quite a long time for yeah. the guy to be that patient. Yeah, true. I think uh, it's interesting, you know, she says the right person can make it good for both of you. I don't feel like necessarily it was 100% down to the right person thing. I think it was down to like the fact that it's literally the first time. It's painful. I think it's all about how comfortable you feel with the situation in terms of like whether when you're deciding, I don't know, if you're presented with an opportunity and you are still a virgin, mm. I think it's totally dependent on just if you feel comfortable with that person in that situation well this is exactly the first thing we want to talk about on the topic is that is there a perfect time or age now my initial response to this is absolutely not but so you olivia you looked up what the average age is right yeah so jurex did a study in 2016 of what the average age is for people around the world when they lose their virginity and the average was 17 um, but in the UK, I think it was 18 and it was the same in the US. And it, it was that the same for men and women? Yeah, I think it was. It was. I think there was another one that said it might be 17 for men and 18 for women. But it was roughly the same. And I thought that was actually a bit later than I thought it would be. Same, actually. Yeah, me too. And I think that's actually so nice. But I think it shows something really relatable, which is that I feel like when you're at school, it seems like everyone is having sex. Everyone's lost their virginity by sixth form, basically. But... It's so nice to know that in reality, that's not the case. Mm. It's happening a that little bit later. It's so interesting. I was talking to a friend recently and she said that when she was at school, she felt like it was a competition of who could lose their virginity first. And I, that kind of really surprised me because I personally never felt that. No, I never felt that either, actually. I had some friends that lost it very young. I think maybe the earliest was 13. Yeah, yeah, I know I people who live that young. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, the thought of having sex at 13, it's like, God, you probably haven't even started your period yet. Well, the thing is that that's the thing. Everyone, you hit puberty and you mature. Everyone matures so differently. I was such a late bloomer. I, you know, didn't hit puberty probably till maybe like 14 or something. I thought you were going to say like 21. <laughs> yeah, still waiting to hit it. Um, I hit puberty last week. Yeah, <laughs> it's really rough. Um, no, I, I have now hit puberty, <laughs> so good times. Um, but yeah, so I, at the age of 13 or 14, I had absolutely like zero sexual desires. I had no 
literally no interest in sex. It was it wasn't something I even thought about wanting to do. No, it's I barely also, wanted to kiss a boy. Yeah, just no like awareness really. How old were you when you had your first kiss? Ah, uh, fifteen. Really? Yep. I think. I- I was either 14 or 15 as well. But, I, but uh, for me, I'm, I was different to you guys. Like, I wanted to have my first kiss at like 13. And I was like, can someone just kiss me? And then just <laughs> no boys into me. So I was like waiting two years. And when it finally happened, I was like, oh my God, it's finally here. I didn't even care who it was. I just wanted it to happen. I remember I had my first kiss. And then various months later, I had my first like snog. Cute. Oh, they were different. Oh, for they you. were different. Yeah, mine, yeah. mine was all in one. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, me too. How old were you? I was twelve. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, but I went to boarding school. And we used to, to suck face the whole time because nothing else to do. Well, what a nice way of wording it. <laughs> I know. And he actually bit my lip on um, that evening. So then I went back to Hard? This, Yeah, I went back. I went back to. I was. This was at boarding school. I went back to my boarding house and I had like. A little cut on my lip and the house mistress was like oh what have you done I was like oh nothing nothing I'm fine <laughs> like kind of covered it up that's so funny yeah that's it's really like, romantic you know when people <laughs> get hickeys mm. I've never had a hickey I just don't understand them no. I don't understand I'm going off topic but I don't understand the lure of sucking someone's skin that hard I don't get it no, I've never had a hickey. I mean, I'm brown, so like nothing would ever show on me. Valid <laughs> <laughs> point. You're safe. Uh, I don't know. I think there's no there's no perfect age and there's no perfect time. But I think you just have to wait till you're ready. If I, if I talk about like m- me personally, as I said, late bloomer. And I I didn't have a boyfriend or anything through my school years and I remember thinking I don't want to have sex until I'm in um, a serious relationship and then I went to uni um, that still didn't really happen uh, I still was not in a relationship um, which I've now learned is down to various issues on my part with intimacy and commitment but you know <laughs> that's a whole um, other podcast yes, yes 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 um, so but I remember you know the older I got I didn't feel like oh my God, I need to lose my virginity. I really need to lose my virginity. Because I know that if I really wanted to, I could do it. Like, you know, it wasn't going to be too much of a struggle if I was so desperate. But I wasn't until gradually I got to the realisation that actually I think I'd just like to do it with someone I'm comfortable with, I'm hopefully like seeing in some capacity and that I fancy. And that's what I did. That's so great. So in my book, Virgin, the character Ellie, she's absolutely obsessed with losing her virginity because she's 21 and she's you know at uni and that everyone's playing things like never have I ever and she feels she can't contribute because every single question is sex related and that was literally me I like when we (laughs) played never have I ever I never drank so I was like I haven't done any of the things but I wasn't desperate to do them but that's so great because it sounds like you were just in such a good position with it that you were just you know owning yourself and you knew what you wanted and that's so good but my character she basically is just so mortified that she's just like drinking and pretending she has Mm. and that's kind of based on not like a tiny bit me but also mainly just a lot of my friends and people I knew at uni that was so really their Mm. experience it was just kind of embarrassing to admit that you hadn't had sex at that age yeah I had a lot of friends like that as well actually and as comfortable as I was with my virginal status if you will I I did I did have concerns there because I realized that when I did start having sex I would then be a little bit I was worried it would be awkward to have to explain like 
I know I'm quite old, but I haven't done this before. Or even, you know, when it got to the second guy I would sleep with or something, how to explain that? I've actually done this with one guy before, even, you know, even if that was a few times with that first guy. You know, then that does put you in a bit of a position where it's unusual to be, you know, in your 20s or whatever. Mm. And... And you feel so vulnerable already. Yeah. To then make yourself even more vulnerable by saying, oh, by the way, I don't actually know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I actually had a very interesting thing because the guy I was seeing at the time, it got to maybe like, oh, I don't know, the third date in or something. And you were dating, so you were dating this guy? Uh, yeah, I suppose. We were seeing each other or that dreaded that, term, that hanging classic. out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love that. Hanging out. Oh, it's just hanging out. What is that? Anyway, Christ that's what we were doing. And it it got to the point where you know, we'd been we'd hung out a few times, <laughs> and um, you know things were moving that way, and I sort of felt like I had to stop and you know tell him, and so I, it was I was so taken aback. I told him, and he went, "I know." <laughs> I was like, "What? Like, what had you done to make that obvious? How did you know?" No. So what it was was. We had a lot of mutual friends, and so after the very first time we'd got together, which was at some uni ball or party or something, one of my friends had told him, and originally I was a bit like, why did she do that? But she was actually trying to do it in a protective way, like, don't mess her around right, okay. and like treat her with respect. And I, arguably, I was a bit like, mm, okay, that's actually quite nice that he knows that I'm probably not going to like drop my knickers straight away. That is quite nice. Because in your head, even though this would never happen, but I think when you have sex for the first time, a part of you might be embarrassed to admit that you're a virgin because you're like, well, what if they don't want to have sex with me because I've never had sex before? Mm. Obviously, that, that probably would never happen, but it's just like, oh God, is this okay? Mm. Can I, are you okay to do this with me, <laughs> even though yeah. I don't know what I'm doing? It's such an awkward thing. And do you know what's really funny? I, I watched Lady Bird the other day. Oh, Have you I'm guys seen it see yet? It. Seen it's it. amazing. But I'm just going to spoil one scene for okay. you because I feel like virginity is so rarely seen on screen yeah. when it's a woman and it's done in a really relatable way. But mm. this was really relatable. Um, apart from when she actually loses her virginity. She's on top. Like, <gasps> can we just have a moment? She's on top. Like, what? who does that? <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is actually what I wanted to discuss as well. I feel like it's easier to, if you're a virgin and then you're losing virginity to be the woman because you can kind of just lie there. Yeah. Actually, you can mm. just kind of lie yeah. there and, you know, the guy does most of the work. Lie back and think of England, as they say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I feel like for a guy losing his virginity, you sort of need to know what you're doing a bit more. So as the fact that she was on top. I know. And to more... be fair, they do reference it in the film. He then makes a comment like, you know, acknowledging that she was on top. But I, they didn't really get to how she got. She just sort of goes there. And I just found that so impressive. Respect but then I that. also thought, I don't know, maybe this is like a, a thing that maybe younger people would do because you know more about sex because maybe you've watched more porn or that mm. kind of thing. But yeah, just interesting. That's interesting. I also like... You know, if two people lose their virginity together, how does anyone know what is going on? <laughs> that must be so cute, me. though. Like, I suppose I maybe if you're like properly with someone, and you're like childhood sweethearts or something. And maybe <laughs> you just discover it voice. all together. <laughs> childhood sweethearts. Yeah, can you tell I didn't have one? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, surely I. W well, I'm glad I did it. Someone who knew what they were doing because I didn't have any idea. Good times. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, should we tell another virginity story? Yes. All right, so this is from Jenny, who's 25. She says, I've been dating the guy for about seven months and had been super coy about doing stuff. I was 18 and a virgin. He was 18 and had already had a few sexual partners. There was a lot of sexual tension and we'd got really close, but I didn't ever feel ready to do the deed. And to his credit, he patiently waited. One day I woke up in May and just thought, fuck it, it's time. I know he loves me and this is obviously the real deal for now. So the time and the person is right. He came over to my family home, probably expecting a night of unsatisfying sexual grinding. <laughs> I said goodnight to my parents, and as soon as we were out of sight, up the charm and led him to my bedroom, conjuring up all the sexual muster I could. I thought it best to go to the bathroom beforehand and change into some slightly more promiscuous underwear. I pulled down my MS numbers and my period had come. <gasps> Damn oh, it! No. I went back into the bedroom and told him what had happened. He told me we could do it anyway, to which I figured was a good idea. We were comfortable enough together to not get too bogged down by some blood. Anyway, we got to it, and when the virginity seal had been broken and awkward thrusting began, I really helped the mood by asking, is it in? <laughs> <laughs> to which he horrifiedly proclaimed that it was, and we were in fact having sex. Oh my God. Oh I my thought, God. what? Is this it? <laughs> it has to get better than this. What is all the fuss about and why had I bigged this up in my head to something it wasn't? Anyway, the next day came around and we awoke officially as lovers. He asked me to pass him his phone and I saw a text from his ex telling him how nice it had been to speak yesterday and couldn't wait to talk again. Jesus. I cried a lot. But he used his teenage charm to get back into my good books and we slept together again as soon as I came off my period. And that time was way, way better. Maybe there were underlying nerves beforehand or my expectations of this overwhelming feeling had been negated after the initial time, but it felt like I was probably losing my virginity to him then. I don't regret it because I never expected it to be a life-changing moment and I haven't heard any unbumbly stories about losing virginities, but God did I feel let down by what had been built up to something it was just not. So... I think that story is amazing. Hilarious. It could, it could be a short story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much in there. I love that she was on her period. I think that's really great because this is something that you and I were talking about the other yeah. day, period sex. There's such a taboo around it. Well, I think we have to do a whole other episode. Yeah, that, I think we honest. will. <laughs> but it's just, it's really interesting because most of the time the guy just doesn't give a shit. Oh God, I swear. Swore. I mean, I already swore in that story, so oh, it's okay. fine. The guy doesn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> and they girls always don't. think they will. We're gonna we're gonna have to save that for another yeah. time, though, to be honest. But I think this story fits in quite nicely with the sort of next aspect to this is that a like why is there so much pressure and build up and fuss around it? And 
do you think it varies between genders? I used to think it did. You know, when you're growing up and you watch all those American Pie movies mm. and then it always feels like for the man, virginity is the thing and women are there to be conquered. And then when you're a teenager yourself, you're like, well, actually, no, I want it just as much as the guys. And I know you two maybe didn't have this, but in my circle of friends, there was the expectation and pressure to have sex. Mm. Like everyone was doing it. Mm. So there was that same pressure that I suppose boys stereotypically have had. Did you feel the pressure, Livy? I don't know if I felt the pressure to have sex, but I felt the pressure to be a part of the sex conversation. Because like you yeah. said about playing Never Have I Ever, and mm. just at parties, like people would go off in pairs, and even at school, people would have sex on campus. Like it was just such a big part of our kind of dialogue. But I, um, I was actually 18 and I was at university. So I kind of made it through my whole school life without having sex. And it, it wasn't like I went out thinking, okay, tonight I'm going to go and lose my, my virginity. I'm going to do it. Like I had come into situations when I was younger, like 15, 16, where I could have had sex and I didn't because I didn't feel comfortable for various reasons. And I don't know, there was just, I had been spending a lot of time with this guy when I first got to uni. We became very good friends and after nights out, we would just kind of hang out in his room and it felt quite platonic at the time. And then it was just on one of those nights that we ended up having sex and we never did it again. We never spoke, really spoke about it afterwards. We never even kissed again. Did he, he know that you were a virgin? <laughs> we're all thinking the same thing. So I, to this day, I don't know if he knew. Wow. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I would have been so nervous about not telling a guy. Like, you know, for many, and not many, there haven't even been that many. I mean, I don't really know what I'm saying here. Um, you dug yourself a hole. I know. <laughs> even still now, like, or like when you're, I don't know if anyone fully feels that sexually confident. And I, I don't know, you always, it's kind of like, it's imposter syndrome as with anything else. Mm. I almost sort of want to caveat being like, uh, sorry if I don't know what I'm doing. Sorry if I'm bad. But like, you know, I, that's just like saying, BT dubs, sorry, I'm a virgin, but you shouldn't say sorry, obviously. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird caveat to add into the it's into what is already quite yeah. an awkward fumbling situation. For me, I really wanted them to know it was my first time. Because mm. I just felt like I even before I got to that point, I always knew that I just wanted them to be aware. Not even just to like, you know, make it sacred or special, but yeah. more just like a practical thing. Like just so you know, be gentle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't break me. I completely <laughs> see that's what I should have done. And that is the sense that is the advice I would give to someone. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, I just want to skip all of that and pretend the that I know exactly what I'm yeah. doing and not have that. it be an awkward thing. Because I kind of knew this wasn't gonna turn into a relationship. Sure. And, you know, he's still a very good friend of mine. And it's just, yeah, it, I, I just goes, goes to show that there's no ideal situation. The uh, thing is, though, I think a lot of, I don't know if this, maybe this goes for men as well, but I think, okay, maybe a lot of people generally, if they are a virgin and they're getting to the point where they're going to have sex, I think a lot of people don't want to tell that person they're a virgin because they're worried that the other person will be like, ah, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. I don't want you to get all attached. Yes, yeah. and that has happened to my friends. Sorry. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's you happened. Do, I think that subconsciously was part of what I was doing because I didn't think that I was going to have like particularly strong feelings for this guy and I didn't want him to conflate this with something more meaningful. I just it just sort of felt it was a situation where I mean I was drunk, he was drunk and I felt comfortable and that was it and I didn't want to make a bigger deal out of it than it had to be. Okay, let's pause here on that note because I think this connection thing is really interesting, but I think we should read the next virginity story. 
because it's very much it's the the other extreme on the connection scale actually this isn't well you'll see you'll see let's read this and then go back to the connection issue okay so this is from ben who is 34 i was 21 and still a virgin which was a running joke with my mates they thought it was so hilarious and tragic that when we went on lads weekends away to when we went on a lads weekend away to hamburg they thought it would be funny for me to go and see a prostitute to do the deed trouble was i was so pissed that i couldn't well keep it up so she then offered to give me a blowjob instead if I paid more so I gave her my credit card and pin number she then came back to say the card wasn't working so I left it it wasn't until afterwards that I realised she'd taken all my money and I was still a virgin (laughs) so funny that's such a sad story so bleak I really feel for that guy yeah me too but he was clearly someone who didn't care at all about there being any emotional connection or issue no I actually have a friend that did the same they lost their virginity to a prostitute in Amsterdam I I sort of feel like that's sad but if that's what the person wants to do that's what they want to do Mm. it's everyone's choice like yeah and so subjective and no one's is usually great no I I know so few people that were in relationships when they lost it it's awkward often painful but I think even if you are in a relationship like what I loved about that previous story we heard was um that she was like is this it because I just feel like it's so true that like you build it up in your head as this mm. oh my god sex like sex and then you do it and you're like oh it's just like bodies doing things yeah and but- I think a relationship is actually something that takes a lot more emotional maturity to commit to mm. than just having sex which is why I think no person should have to if they don't want to wait to be in a committed relationship to choose to have sex that shouldn't stop you totally like it's, you know you know how so many people there's, there's that stereotype that um if women have sex with a man and they want that phone call in the morning mm. and it's just that is so personal and individual yeah. of course some women might have slept with somebody hoping it was more of a serious thing but some women just sleep with someone and walk away yeah. and never want to hear from them again and that's so fine mm. I I remember so obviously when I lost my virginity, the vast majority of my friends had already done so. And they all told me that you have to wait till roughly the 10th time you have sex. And that's when it gets good and you'll actually enjoy it. The 10th. Wow. Yeah, it's quite, a lot. It's, it's quite a lot. That's isn't a lot. It? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think I, if that was the case, I would have given up at like yeah. number five. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to leave the sex yeah. stuff. <laughs> I don't need this. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but what do you guys think about the emotional connection thing because there is this kind of weird idea that you like you know whoever you lose your virginity to you just have this like emotional connection to and this I don't know how to explain it do you think that actually exists I don't know (laughs) I feel like again it's I I, I'm just going back now to my first time to think about that and I feel like everyone's probably doing the exact same thing (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know I think it's the not really like you know how everybody has that thing about your first love and is it a really big deal on your first kiss your first for me my firsts actually aren't that important Mm. you know I've had much more meaningful connections in many ways since and those are a much bigger deal to me than my first yeah I agree and I think sex is something that just gets better the more you have it so obviously the most cherished time Mm. isn't going to be the first time because it's probably the worst time so true and I'm sure I mean I don't have any experience really of this but I'm sure (laughs) like you know when you're in a serious long-term committed relationship and you sort of get to know that person both their body and their what they like on a physical level but also emotional connection I'm sure that actually that's when it gets really good and those are the best sexual experience rather than 
the ones that are yeah. the early days. But or... Also, I think those casual ones can be as well, like yeah. equally as fulfilling. I think what's the most important thing is that as you get older, you know your body and you know what you want yeah. and you can ask for it. It doesn't matter who the person is, a one-nighter, a boyfriend of 10 years, you say what you want and then you can communicate and get it and that's what makes sex amazing. Yeah, my first time the guy was like, what do you like? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him for asking when your first time. <laughs> and I was like, mate, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's always like maybe an, a, a a very slight, like very in the background level of fondness mm. that might persist, even though maybe the person in question, like it ended badly or, you know, even if it didn't, you know, you were seeing each other, you were dating, even if it ended badly, if it was the first person, there might always be a little something. But it's I, don't th- I think it's way overstated, this whole idea of you. Like, I think it's more of just a general like, a care and maybe an affinity to that person but it's not necessarily an idealized vision of that person being the one that got away nah nah, nah. <laughs> maybe we got away <laughs> maybe we are the ones that are always getting away <laughs> right let's have another story this is from annabelle he's 24 I waited a year before I lost my virginity to my first proper boyfriend, i.e. not just snogging in lunchtime for a week. (laughs) However, we started dating at 12, so I was just 13 when we started sleeping together. We were in the same form at school and got together thanks to a school music competition and we were together for about four years in the end. He was also 13 and it happened the week before his 14th birthday. We had planned to lose our V-plays on his birthday, not really sure why, but then found out we were going to be on a school trip that day, getting back super late, so we changed plans. We used to hang out at each other's houses, but mainly his, as his family home, as his family were more relaxed about us being alone together, at least one or two nights a week after school, and always on Friday or Saturday night. I think it was probably a weekend, that, as there was more chance of us having the house to ourselves, but it was an evening like any other, and his mum actually ended up being in and downstairs in the living room under his room watching TV. Oh my god. <laughs> I wasn't really that nervous, as we had done all the other stuff anyway, and we'd been together for quite a while. I'd never really felt pressured into taking the next step and sleeping together. It was fairly unremarkable in many ways, and it was just a bit of a relief to no longer have the thing of the first time hanging over us. We knew we were going to be each other's first at some point, so why wait? We were safe about it. He had actually confided in his older brother about it, who was a bit apprehensive due to our age, but once he spoke to me and checked I wasn't being pressured, he actually bought us some condoms. At least with his brother in the know, we wouldn't have to worry about him walking in during the deed, as him and his brother actually shared a room the entire time we were together, (laughs) which made for some interesting close shaves in the next few years. We broke up fairly dramatically a few years later, but we still see each other now from time to time at friends' weddings, and I'm really glad it was him, as at the time he meant a lot to me, and it was realistically just what I would want. Low-key, no pressure. Though maybe if I were to have my time again, his mum wouldn't be downstairs. <laughs> That's so funny, because I bet that happens all the time. That you know, when you're Because when you're young and you're having sex, it's usually that you're living at home, so it's very likely that it's going to be your parents are going to be home as well at the same time. And I think it's nice that story of how she sort of says that, yeah, we broke up dramatically. You know, it sounded like it wasn't the greatest end to the relationship, but it's still still okay between them and she has no regrets. Mm. The age age thing is also really interesting to me because 
you know, it's like to me, 13 feels really young. And I, when I was at school, I had a friend who lost her virginity at 13 as well. And it's so funny because now, you know, I'm in my late 20s and I'm like, oh my goodness, 13, I couldn't imagine having sex then. Yeah. But that's already just me being ridiculous and old because when I was 13, it did not feel weird that my friend had. Mm. I knew I wasn't ready for it, but sex was in, you know, it was in our consciousness. Yeah. Like we were talking about sex at the time. So it's just, I suppose it's just making me think now how, you know, older people might, judge young people for having sex really early but actually when you are really young that's what everyone's doing and that's what people are thinking about and talking about yeah. so if you feel ready you know I suppose who, who are we to judge exactly. yeah I just think it's important that you don't feel pressured by your partner the person that you Absolutely. do it with Definitely. that's the most important Definitely. thing or pressured by anyone yeah. that's really hard especially when you're young because peer pressure is you know really hard to be strong mm. against or you know to if you don't feel ready but there's all this pressure on you to do it it's that's really hard interestingly i actually think with all the you know myriad of pressures that young people face today losing your virginity is probably one of the only ones that doesn't come from social media because i think sex really isn't something that you see on social media and you know mm. thank god but <laughs> it's 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 only really ever implied through like sexy selfies mm. or like bikini shots or whatever but it's never it's it's a pressure that comes from the people in your life around you and from those mm. real life discussions. And I think that's almost why maybe it feels that mu much more pertinent when you do have those pressures because it's not online. It's something that is in your daily real life existence. I think, okay, so final sort of talking point before we wrap up. Do you think society as a whole places too much importance and makes too much of a fuss of losing your virginity? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I, I just think, you know, as we've said repeatedly, it's an individual personal thing, but yet there's this idea and this stereotype that it should be candles and love and playlist or whatever. And the, at the very least, you know, it should be someone you really care about or something you've really thought about. And for, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And I just feel like there are too many stereotypical ideas of what it should mm. be. Mm. And for so long, I mean, until Ladybird, like <laughs> that's kind of what you see in movies and TV shows. And so I do think, you know, and that's obviously how it will be for some people, but it's also good to show the other side where it might not really mean anything at all and you might never cherish it. And it mm. might just be a body thing that, like a physical thing that you just do and don't really think much of. Yeah. Yeah. I think also the conversations surrounding virginity sort of generate some of the most harmful gender stereotypes yes, as well. Because definitely. for a man, if if they're young, it's like, oh, wicked, go, mate. And it like sort of endorses their masculinity. Whereas, you know, if a, if a guy is older, it kind of throws a lot of things under question and he probably feels more insecure about it. Yep. Whereas for a woman, if you do it too young, you're seen as a harlot. And if yeah. you wait too late, you're seen as like a frigid virginal yeah. you know it's it's just there's so many kind of archaic stereotypes that we apply to these conversations and even though we see them as outdated i think they are very much entrenched in these conversations there's also such a thing about the language we use with virginity mm. like like i gave him my virginity or he took my virginity yeah like mm. it makes it sound like some weird gift you're giving someone yeah like, it's, the man it's is, a joint is, thing yeah. you're doing together you're not giving something to someone mm. the taking it's, and the losing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the losing odd. implies it's like disposable and it's sort of this... Like your one-time like, yeah, chance. Yeah. Oh my God, who am I going to give this special gift to? Yeah. yeah. It's not really like that. 
it kind of suggests that also it's like everyone's ultimate goal is to get rid of it as quickly as they can. And it sort of also implies that there's a competition about it, like you said. And it's just, it, it, for some people, it's something that they cherish right up until marriage. Yeah. yeah at the end of the day, it's just P and V. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so true. Oh, Can't argue with that. Of that. <laughs> Not long at all. It came to me off the cuff. Okay. Remember one e- episode previously where I explained sex? <laughs> yes. Good times. <laughs> that was good times. So, um, very guys, helpful. We're out of time. <laughs> oh, no. I know. So sad. So much to talk about. <laughs> that is it for today, everyone. But please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes as this helps other people discover the podcast and really does mean the world to us. And because we've had your virginity stories this week, we sadly haven't had time for any dating disasters or dilemmas of the week. But we're still keen to hear your stories on these. So if you do have any funny, tragic, or painful dating anecdotes or would like some relationship, advice please do get in touch by emailing us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can tweet us at rachel underscore hosey and olivia petter one and obviously all stories will be kept anonymous you can also contact us by joining our facebook group this is where we're discussing topics from the podcast news from the dating world and also asking you guys questions we would love to hear your feedback to join just go to facebook.com slash groups slash millennial.love So thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks so much to Radhika for joining us. Thank you. It's been great. It's been so great. So fun. And we will see you next week. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.